Generation Church, based in the beautiful Rex Theater in the heart of downtown Pensacola, Florida. Our hope is that today's teaching will encourage and equip you to be firm in faith, to fulfill the call of God in your life, and to finish well. Grab your Bible, open up your notes app, and let's dive in. As we hand out the elements for communion this morning, I have a scripture that I want to, or a chapter that I want to read to you this morning. So many times we take communion and we can forget the progression of of how it happened and the things that went on before, some of the things that went on after. So I want to remind you of that this morning. When I was reading the 22nd chapter of Luke earlier this week, the, the thing that really stuck out to me was the word betray. Now I know that most of us would that's not a pretty word it's not a word that any of us would like to claim right and uh, you know the we know that Judas betrayed Jesus but also Peter did as well because he denied him so really there were two betrayals that went on in this chapter and many times we are like well how am I betraying the Lord let me give you potentially a few a few things for food for thought. One way we can betray the Lord is really the failure to acknowledge our sin and to continue in sin and for it sometimes to go so long that it doesn't even phase you anymore. Um, and that's one way we betray our Father and we betray the Lord. Another thing that we can do is it's when we believe that Jesus isn't enough so great a price he paid and he's given us the keys to the kingdom and regardless of what we're going through in our life um, we can often tend to believe that he's just not enough for the situation it doesn't matter how long you've prayed for something how long you've believed for something if you don't see the answer right now don't betray your faith in the sense that I know that my God is a sovereign God and he hears my prayers, and he knows what I'm going through, and he's there. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Don't betray the fact that Jesus isn't enough. Another thing is, is we can uh, have something else be our our Lord and Master, Uh, maybe loving something more than God. I, uh, I think it's interesting. Sometimes I, I tell people a person gets or, or, or appreciates as much or thinks about uh, the most what he gets most excited about. And uh, many times we can lose our, our passion and our zeal. And uh, we, love, we love things of this world more than we love God. And we know that this life is short and time is short, but yet we, get, we can get caught up in this this whirlwind of this world and um, let nothing in this life uh, keep us abandoned from the love of God and um, loving things more than him. So what do we do in communion? We, we remember. Jesus tells us here in this chapter what we're to do, we're to remember. We're also in, in communion. It's a time of repentance. And it's also, I believe, a time where you just 
reignite your heart and reignite your faith. And you draw a line in the sand and you say, Lord, I've been failing in these areas and I give it back to you. So let me read Luke 22. Enjoy the story. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew near, which is called Passover. And the chief priests and the scribes were seeking how to put him to death, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was, the, who was of the number of the twelve. And he went away and he conferred with the chief priests and officers how he might uh, betray him to them, betray Jesus. And they were glad, and they agreed to give him money. So he consented, and he sought an opportunity to betray him to them in the absence of the crowd. Then came the day of unleavened bread, which is the first celebration, and it's a seven-day celebration remembering the deliverance of Egypt. And then came the day of unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. So Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and prepare the Passover for us, that we may eat. And they said to him, Where, where will you have us you know, prepare it? And he said to them, Behold, when you have entered uh, the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him into the house that he enters, and tell the master of the house, The teacher says to you, Where is the guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. And he will show you a large upper room filled. Prepare it there. And they went and they found it just as he had told them. And they prepared the Passover. And when the hour came, he reclined at the table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they began to question one another which of them it could be, who was going to do this. I think Jesus had already said it. It was the one who was, had his hand on the table with him. A dispute arose, also arose among them as to which of them was to be regarded as the greatest. Isn't it interesting how all of a sudden the subject just kind of changed? First we're talking about betrayal, and now we're talking about who's going to be the greatest. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and those in authority over them are called benefactors, but not so with you. Rather, let the greatest among you be as the youngest and the leader as one who serves. For who is greater, one who reclines at a table 
or one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines? It is. Uh, is it not the one who reclines at the table? But I am among you, as the one who serves. Jesus, you know, basically saying, like, I'm reclining at the table, but I'm serving you. You are those who have stayed with me in my trials, and I assign to you, as my Father assigned to me, a kingdom. We've been assigned that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Simon, Simon, behold, Satan demanded to have you that he might sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you, and when you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. When you've turned from all that. When you've turned from the betrayal, you know what you're going to do? You're going to be greater and you're going you're gonna to strengthen your brothers. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go with, uh, with you both to prison and to death. And Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster will not crow this day until you deny me three times that you even know me. And he said to them, when I sent you out with no money bag or knapsack or sandals, did you lack anything? And they said, nothing. He said to them, but now let the one who has a money bag take it and likewise a knapsack. And let the one who has no sword sell his cloak and buy one. For I tell you that this scripture must be fulfilled in me. And he was numbered with the transgressors for what is written about me has its fulfillment. And they said, look, look, Lord, here are two swords. And he said to them, it is enough. And he came out and he went as was the custom to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that, you're, pray that you may not enter into temptation. Oh, that's our Lord's prayer, right? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he withdrew from them a stone's throw away, and he knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And there appeared to him an angel from heaven, strengthening him, and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples, and he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Rise and pray that you may not enter into temptation. And while he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas one of the twelve was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him. <laughs> but Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, we shall, uh, Lord shall we strike with a sword? And then one of them, and we know from John, that's um, book of John, that's Peter, and one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and he healed him. You know, it's interesting that God had a calling on Peter's life. You know, that was probably a capital offense. 
Jesus literally took away at that moment by doing that the guilt that he would have been judged for. Then Jesus said to the chief priests and his officers of the temple and elders who had come out against him, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you day after day in the temple and you did not even lay a hand on me, but this is your hour and the, and the power of darkness. <laughs> I bet the devil was so happy, like, I got him now. And they, then they seized him and they led him away, bringing him into the high priest's house. And Peter was uh, following at a distance. And when they had uh, kindled a fire in the middle of the courtyard and they sat down together, Peter sat down among them. Then a servant girl, seeing him as he sat in the light and looking closely at him, said, This man also was with him. But he denied it, saying, Woman, I do not know him. And a little later, someone else saw him and said, You are also one of them. But Peter said, Man, I am not. And after an interval of about an hour, still another insisted, Certainly this man also was with him, for he too is a Galilean. And Peter said, Man, I do not know what you're talking about. And immediately, when he was still speaking, the rooster crowed. And the Lord turned and he looked at Peter, and Peter remembered the saying of the Lord, how he had said to him, Before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went out and he wept bitterly. And now the men who were holding Jesus in custody were mocking him as they beat him. They also blindfolded him and they kept asking him, okay, prophesy, who is it that struck you? And they said many other things against him, blaspheming him. And we, we remember, that's what communion is this morning, we remember we repent in the ways that maybe we betray Jesus. We betray the word that lives in us. And hopefully we reignite the passion in our heart. We draw another line in the sand and we just say, oh, what I've driven a million lines, but I draw another one. Because I really want you to be Lord, not just Savior, but I just want you to be Lord of my life. That's the difference. The difference really in your life is who's Lord. It's about being Lord of your life. It's about who's in control of your life. That's the definition of a, true, of a true believer. So I'm going to go, as we take the elements right now, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 11, 24, 25, where Paul is speaking to the, uh, the Corinthians, and he actually uses this, this, this passage, and he says, And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take the bread and meditate a moment. Thank you, Lord. In the same way, also he took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it 
in remembrance of me. Let's take the And that verse ends, for as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, which we just did, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That's what we've done. Thank you, Lord. Father, I ask that we would live a life that reflects your glory, your goodness. Lord, we can be so caught up in this life, Lord. But once again, this morning, we turn our heart and our thoughts to you, Father, and we remember what you did for us, and we thank you for it. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with us at Generation. You can connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at Generation Pensacola, or go to the website at generationpensacola.com, and from wherever you download your podcasts. If today's teaching impacted you, we'd love to hear about it, so please drop us a note.